Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is done by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. to the wheel of wheel of crime the wheel podcast. of pain <laughs> <laughs> i genuinely forgot i was like what are we called again <laughs> oh my god um, one of those days <laughs> one of those days my name is jen yes and my name is emily welcome to the wheel of crime podcast Woo! yes that's that's what it's called yeah so how has your week been so far jen Oh my gosh, it's been very busy. <laughs> I believe it. Holy moly. Yeah. Holy guacamole. <laughs> I don't know. I keep thinking about if uh, there was an... Oh, you know what? I did have something weird happen to me this week that I completely forgot about up until this hot minute. Oh, yes. What's that? Well, long story short, I was propositioned. By a couple of swingers. Oh. <laughs> Anyone yes. you know personally or just random? Uh, somebody I haven't seen in over 10 years. Who's oh uh, who's recently moving from Ontario back to uh, my my uh, city of origin. And uh, I, I, I guess uh, him and his partner decided to privately scout some people that they were, would be interested in. So oh I received God. a message as well as four other people. Oh. <laughs> Do I know this person? Or no? You don't know. Oh I, I will give you the dirty deets later, but I was shook to say the least. Oh I still God. am. And, uh... The funniest part about the whole thing is, like, I, I don't have a problem at all with people who are wanting to explore that part of their life. I think that's good for them. But it was uh, telling my fiancé, <laughs> who hey. is somebody who is a very, 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 very... Um, Private man. Yes. <laughs> telling him what I'd been asked... And for him, and watching him internalize that for a whole 24, 48 hours was hysterical. At one point he came up to me and he was like, he was like, do you think they looked at my Facebook? And I was like, well, I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that if they're propositioning me as a pair, they're probably also looking at you. And his face kind of went like a little like pinky white. And then he just kind of like quickly walked away. (laughs) Yikes. Very funny. Very, very funny for me. But good on for them. You. Good on them. Just for you. For, uh, for feeling brave enough to uh, reach out yeah. to two individuals. You see, that's that the whole thing. That is so brave. I could, I, even if I wanted to, I could never ask someone. I would probably die of humiliation <laughs> first. See, that's what I mean. Like, I do think it was very ballsy on uh, both of their parts. But I also thought about it afterwards and after, like, uh, because of how shook and I was, I have, of course, talked to a couple other people. 
And the general consensus, though, was uh, that I guess in uh, our uh, place of origin, there is a very large uh, swingers club already existing. But here's the thing. I have no idea, and I don't even know what they would be called. Because naturally, if I had known, I would have told them to go talk to those people. But I just don't know much. Yeah, me either. It's kind of like a unknown world for me, personally. Ooh, spooky. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, I was propositioned once when I was 18 by <gasps> I two I remember swingers. that. I remember you telling me <laughs> it was in Banff. It was in Banff. It was at my older sister's bachelorette party. And I was like, <laughs> I was a fresh a fresh 18 year old and I was at this bar and I was like very awkward because it was also all my sister's older friends and I was just like trying to have a good time and get some free drinks and yeah they approached me and I just remember being like uh no that's what I mean though like I was flattered I I am pleased to know that not just one person in the couple but two of them thought I was cute I do appreciate that but yeah no I think that's like that has been the only interesting thing that's happened this week and that may actually be the only interesting thing that's happened in the last, like, four months. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, definitely a little bit unusual, for me anyways. But Very on that unusual. note, should we start spinning the Wheel of Crime for my mystery topic this week? Well, I mean, I thought it was the Wheel of Questions, but oh, yes. yes, sorry, the Wheel of Questions. <laughs> oh, sorry. Every time I spin it... Like, Every time. you fly away. I can't, I don't, it's giving me stress. <laughs> but, Gives anyways. me stress. Yeah. So, if you could wish for anything, what would you wish for? Anything? Anything. I wish for a thousand more wishes. Oh, boy. So <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> no, but seriously, um... I don't know. I don't know. I think I would, wishing for a thousand more wishes, wishes is pretty reasonable. <laughs> it is reasonable. But if that was like off the table and I could only wish for like one thing. Hmm. Like an I would item or something? Wish, I would probably wish that I could travel the whole world for free in luxury with with someone. You see? With a companion. I do like that, but I would say instead teleporting, because I would want to skip the plane rides. (laughs) Hey, if it was first class, I would do it. That's a good point. Find some inner peace. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would settle for a thousand more wishes just simply because I'm not somebody who can think on the spot very well. I'd be like, ah, 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 a sandwich. And then I'd be like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I wished for a sandwich. Why did I wish for a sandwich? I guess I was hungry. But why a sandwich? Yeah, that would be exactly what happened. So on that note, I will spin again. What is your favorite Disney movie? Hmm. This is one that's changed throughout the years. Um, it, for a long time, it used to be Little Mermaid or Lion King. I was going to say maybe... Maybe I'll make this, like, a little bit more niche. Like, what's your favorite one from the 90s? Like, from when we were growing up? 
Ooh. Hmm. Just because, like, you got a point there. I didn't think about how many new ones there are. Let's think classic. So, like, 90s and back? Or just specifically the 90s? 90s and back. Okay. Like, what was my favorite one when I was growing up? Or what is it now? Let's do both. I'm curious now. Okay, so... When I was growing up, it probably would have been either The Little Mermaid or Cinderella. I really hated um, Sleeping Beauty when I was growing up for some reason. Really? That was my favorite or one of my favorites. I I just remember like thinking like it was so scary. (laughs) (laughs) See, I felt that way about Snow White. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I was a weird kid. But I think now, if I'm looking back at, like, classics, like, nothing new, probably The Lion King. Oh, okay, okay. I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. I don't know. Or Mulan. That's a good one, too. Okay, now I gotta think. Well, like, when I was little growing up, I had two favorites. And these ones I watched literally constantly. It was okay. uh, Hercules and Mulan. I would literally yeah. put I would put in Hercules, and then as soon as it finished on the VHS, I would rewind it, and then I would stick Mulan in right after that. And then when <laughs> Mulan was over, I'd take it out, and then I'd rewind it, and then I'd put, a, put a Hercules back in. I drove my mom That's completely hilarious. crazy. I would but, like, imagine. I know. Well, and, like, now that I'm older, though, weirdly enough, like, like I did, I did still, like, say, like, Sleeping Beauty, for example, as a kid. But I actually right. like it more now that I'm older because I think I appreciate the art style, weirdly enough, a lot more. Because it is very, like, mm-hmm. like pleasant to watch. And then as for some of the other ones, like, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Like, I still really do love Hercules and Mulan, though. Like, I would say those have been studied as, like, my favorites for probably did you have one since that, like, then. Did you have one that you, like, hated growing up? because for me I didn't like love Sleeping Beauty but I would still watch it and I still like thought it was okay I just it kind of freaked me out with like the whole Melissa Maleficent turning into like a dragon or whatever it was right yeah that was the part that scared me but the movie that I like I actively did not like was Hunchback of Notre Dame really I was like this movie is awful. And I also <laughs> hated Tarzan. And I kind of hated Jungle Book, too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Ooh, scandalous. That's the tea, guys. See, that... It's so weird because my parents had, like, a lot of Disney on VHS, but they also had a lot of other ones. And mm-hmm. when you said, like, a Disney movie that uh, I really didn't like, what popped into my head was not a Disney movie, but I still hated it and still can't watch it. It was this movie called The Country Bears that... Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, Ethan, my my brother, who's a couple years younger than me, used to watch it so much. And I just, at, at one point, I like broke down because there's this like one scene where the bears go through the car wash. It's like a drive-in car wash. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I was just completely horrified of it. I was like, I can't watch this. They're going to die in the car wash. They never did. But I really thought they might. But no, for Disney, though, specifically, 
I feel like I was good with most of them. Like, I really liked also, just like thinking about it now, like Peter Pan or Robin Hood. Those were Mm -hmm. both really good ones. Or the Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound. Okay. Just make me cry. Rip out my heart and stomp on it. Okay? Really? Well, if I had to pick one, though... I would say that my least favorite that I can think of in this moment was Finding Nemo when it came out. But that, I actually think, is not from the 90s. I think it's from the 2000s. Yeah. So really, sure. though? You didn't like Finding Nemo? No. Well, like, I watched it in theaters the one time, but it was one of those ones where, like, I didn't really love re-watching it. Like, it, right. ju- it just lost its appeal to me. After the first time I saw it, but then, like, my younger siblings really liked it, so then we watched a lot from there. Or, like, it was the same thing with Mm. Monsters, Inc. Like, the first time was good enough. Or, oh, I just thought of another movie that I didn't like that was not a Disney movie. Um, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Okay. This might be an unpopular opinion. And if you like the Muppets, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll shut up after this. But... (laughs) The Muppets, all around, they suck. Hate them. Will See, not watch. I never liked the Muppets either. Also, controversial opinion. We grew up, too, in a time where they were popular and they were on TV. Mm-hmm. I could not all watch the time. them. I could not watch them. Sesame Street couldn't watch it either. I just Fucking didn't like them. Awful. I thought they were creepy. They didn't make any sense to me. So creepy. I'm, okay. I have been told that I'm, like, crazy for hating the Muppets and that I'm just, like, a monster. Oh, God, But no. thank you for validating my feelings. Maybe that's why we're friends. We have this secret <laughs> internal bond over disliking the Muppets. But see, <laughs> what got me to dislike them so much, though, was that in A Muppets Christmas Carol, it's, the, it's literally, like, a retelling of the story A Christmas Carol, where it's, like, Ebenezer Scrooge is, like, this a-hole and he goes and you know like all that stuff well right the ghost of christmas past wasn't a puppet it was a person in a fucking like grim reaper costume and like i'm sitting there as a child it's what made me like come to face to face with the reality of death at like four (laughs) years old that's too young i sat there and i was like am i gonna die and my mom's like (laughs) What happened? How do you know? (laughs) Who told you? Who told you you're gonna die? Well, because, like, and then that's the whole thing, too. And then, like, Timmy, or whatever his name is, with, like, the crutch, he ends up dying in the show, too. And they show his grave in the graveyard or whatever it was. And just, it it got me in a place in my heart and my soul that didn't didn't need to know about death before the age of ten. I don't think I watched the Muppets Christmas movie because I had such a visceral visceral dislike of them already. But um, I don't know, ma'am. I remember I my mom tried to rent Muppet. us uh, a Muppet Treasure Island at one point. Ugh. She's like, "Oh yeah, just because you didn't like the Christmas Carol means you'll it'll it doesn't mean you won't like this one." And I was like, "I actually still hated it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually dislike it just as much. Thank you. Bye." Actually, yeah, it's it's just as bad. No ghost, <laughs> as far as I can remember, but it's still just as bad. Right? Oh god. Oh. Awful. Awful. Anyways, you like the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah. Well, I like it now probably more than I did as a kid. I feel like as a kid, I just didn't understand it. Like, it's not that I hated it. I just didn't really get it. I just remember 
It was one of my cousin's, like, favorite movies. So I spent this, like, week at her house. I don't know why. I was just, like, there chilling over, or over like, spring break or something. Mm-hmm. So we were hanging out. And I just remember being like, this movie sucks. Why have we watched it ten times? <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> that's super funny. But then that's the other thing, too. Like, I think that some movies probably didn't hit me. As well Mm -hmm. as they probably should have, like, maybe because of how old I was when I watched Mm -hmm. certain ones of them. Like, it's like what I'm saying about The Hunchback. Like, I watched it when I was a bit older for the first time, and I liked it then. But I feel like if I had watched it as a kid, it probably wouldn't have made any sense to me. But, like, weirdly enough, I rewatched The Hunchback recently. And I was sitting Mm -hmm. there the whole time, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, this movie's kind of, it's kind of messed up. There's a... There's a lot of things in here that uh, a person, a person really needs to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like a lusty priest who's trying to kill a gypsy lady because apparently she's too sexy, and like all of this other stuff. And I was like, hmm. Yes, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I understood the message <laughs> when, when I was younger. <laughs> Maybe it would be up my alley now. Oh, probably. That'll, that'll have to be one of the things we watch. The next time I come over, we'll have to, like, have, like, a drinks tonight and watch A Muppet Christmas Carol and no! The Hunchback of Notre Dame. No. Our two least favorites. Come on. I will not watch The Muppets. I would rather kill myself. <laughs> okay, fine. We can... Actually, you know, I really don't want to watch The Country Bears. I'll, I'll figure something else out I don't like. <laughs> I told we you, can... I still can't watch it. Maybe, maybe we should, though. Maybe it's something that I'll like now that I'm older. No. How awful. <laughs> we so can sit in my parents' awful. basement and watch them on VHS. OG. Oh, like we used to. Oh. Like we used to. Oh. But I will spin again. Do you like tricks? What kind of tricks? The Phil kind of tricks. Like pranks? Yes. Um, depends. If they're directed at me, usually no. If they're directed at someone else and I just get to watch and join in in the laughter and the the foolery, then yes, I love pranks. But I don't, like, there's a whole genre of, like, YouTube videos where it's just prank videos. Yeah. I kind of steer away from that. Definitely not my thing. I'm kind of but the I same think, way. Like, I'd way rather watch those videos of people who accidentally hurt themselves doing dumb shit. That will never yeah. stop being funny. Yeah, like America's Funny Some Videos. Yeah. Or like those vines where you see somebody like running through school hallway and they go to like jump to high five the sign, but they go too high and cream their forehead off of it. Gets me every time. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. I know. But so yeah. funny. I mean, for example, to our viewers, Emily and I... Uh, in grade 12, we, I, so I started dating my current boyfriend Mm -hmm. back in high school and our dating anniversary is April 1st. So on our one year anniversary, (laughs) when Emily and I were in grade 12, uh, we went over to his parents' house at like midnight Mm -hmm. on like in the middle of the week and we posted noted his entire car and he woke up the next morning on april fools and his dad was like your car's been 
post-it noted and me and Emily <laughs> meanwhile me and Emily had been taking pictures at like two in the morning of there's us there's literally noting. like pictures uploaded on like Facebook like OG Facebook of us like gangster posing in front of a post-it noted Honda Civic and he was so genuinely confused they thought like a neighbor kid did it and then he called me and he's like yeah, I'm running late for school, but there's post-it notes all over my car, so I'm trying to take them off as fast as I can, and they're all over the neighbor's yard, and they're all mad at us, and I'm just like, <laughs> April Fool's, happy yeah, I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> well, it's hilarious, and I wanted to post a photo, so he's going to find out eventually. This is true. This is true. All right, I don't so know. are you ready for... Or... <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you like pranks emily oh i forgot to even answer that um i feel like i'm in the same boat as you where i would rather be a part of a prank than to be the person pranked just because how i deal yeah. with being tricked is probably not good and i imagine a good therapist would have something to say about it because <laughs> i yeah well, i instantly get angry it's not funny for me like it's Mm-mm. i don't know what it is because like I've pranked, obviously, my siblings in the past before, and how they respond to being pranked is very different than how I respond to being pranked. Like, they kind of take it in stride, which I think is how most people are. They're like, oh my god, you fooled me, haha. Whereas, like, I get instantly, like, fu- like furious and, like, mean. Right? I don't understand. S- same. I'm, like, I'm pissed, and... I'm not a good sport about it at all. No, me either. I'm like, you will rue the day you thought you could trick me. (laughs) I think it's because I got pranked so much when I was younger because I had two older siblings. So now I just have this like aversion to it where I'm like, if you prank me, you're going down. I will fucking destroy you. You see, that's like for me... I'm pretty sure it's at some point when I was little, I probably interpreted it as, like, a personal attack. hmm Right? Because now I just straight up go into defensive mode. I'm like, this is it for you. You're done. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. You're on my dunzo list. Pretty much. But with that, should we spin our wheel of questions for our fourth and last time? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Ooh, you didn't fall down this time. <laughs> Yay. Okay, um, what's your favorite household item? Um, good question. Hmm. Let's say, like, well, like, let's pick a room. I, like, I didn't think about how general this question was. What's your favorite item that you would keep in your living room? Probably my TV or my Switch. Uh, or my couch. I love my couch. That's a good one. See, I'm I, definitely in the same boat as you as the Switch. I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> I love to be comfy, so I feel that a couch is essential. But I also would never give up my Switch because I put way too many hours into my Animal Crossing Island now. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I can't even... Did you see, a little bit sidetracked, did you see that in the most recent update they made it so you can back up your Switch data just in case something happens, you don't lose everything? No. You have to set it up in settings, otherwise it won't do it. But I have mine set to back up, like, regularly, so I don't lose anything. That's smart. 
Well, it's like I put, I don't even want to look and see how many hours I put in, way too many. And I would really <laughs> rather not waste it away and be like, oh no, my hours, they're gone. If, if I had to like restart the game, I, I wouldn't think I could do it. I'd, I'd have to sell it. I'd be like, it's over for me. It's, I put too many hours, too much time and effort into getting my island the way it is. If I had to restart, I just would rather not play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and then in the most recent update, you can also uh, share your island's dream code with people on the internet so they can visit your island, but they can't do anything to it. They can just look at it. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet, but I'm like, I'm what's interested. The point? I'll post mine on our social media. Come see my okay. island. Tell me it's good. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Let's post both of our uh, dream codes on on Instagram and the Facebooks yeah. and maybe even Twitter. Huh? The Twitter? I've never <laughs> even heard of the Twitter. So if y'all want to come see our islands, that's how you can. Yeah, give us your opinions, but like not too harshly, because otherwise you're gonna hurt my feelings. <laughs> I put my whole life into this island so this is my life i live in animal crossing (laughs) truly but i don't know when i first wrote this question i'm gonna be honest i first the first thing i thought of like was a lamp because there's nothing more annoying than trying to find like a source of light especially like if you're doing something where like you don't want like an overhead light it's like you're writing or doing something and then you just can't Mm -hmm. find a lamp and you're like oh great i get to just sit in the dark or with too much light lamps are perfect but also TVs are. And also chairs. <laughs> I also I don't, don't really hate have... rugs. <laughs> Everything in my house is great. I love it. It's almost like I need it for the most part. <laughs> it's like I live with the essential items, you know? Yeah. Household essentials. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but... Are you ready for my description? Have you guessed what our story is this week? Uh, no, I haven't guessed. It's something about Disney stealing your household items, but it was just a prank, bro. (laughs) It's just a social experiment. Yeah, I'm going to be covering a TV show. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, you you were gonna hate me for this one. I know I say that every week, but you really are. Mm, this mean, week, you're, it's kind of presumptuous of you to say that because I think we both know that I already hate you. <laughs> well, I hang on, I get I get crimes sometimes, especially when it's drunk flying <laughs> oh, a canoe. No. Especially when it's drunk flying a canoe. Okay, this is a PSA for everyone out there: drunk flying a canoe. He's driving under the influence. Drunk flying a canoe is under the influence. It's illegal. Emily's half of the audio here. You can get fined. She's just whispering lies. Also, cohorting with the devil is also illegal. I'm pretty sure you can get a fine for that, too. It's illegal. I'm going to cry. You should, though. (laughs) I'm going to cry. Did you know you can get a million dollar fine if you're traveling from outside of the canada and you don't quarantine i really thought for a hot minute you were gonna say if you fly a canoe like i don't know why <laughs> just i think because we talked about it and i thought you were still joking and i was like oh yeah a thousand dollars that's nothing i guess <laughs> no oh the fine is literally a million dollars 
well, I guess don't come to Canada and then not quarantine. I don't know. It makes sense to me. Someone told me that today and I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, a million dollars? It's so much money. Like, I I would just have to like literally jump into a river because I could never pay that off. You'd have to like, declare well, bankruptcy. <laughs> there goes my retirement fund. I Fair guess well, I'll just John. work until I'm dead. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy regarding that stuff. But yeah, no, if you're not going to quarantine, though, I kind of see it. I kind of yeah, see just, it. You're kind of a you're kind of a public health risk at that point. <laughs> but anyways, COVID aside, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Tell yes, me you've already heard non- way too much about that. <laughs> Tell me your non-crime crime for the weekend. All right. So, Jin, also romanticized as a djinn or anglicized as genies with the more broad meaning of spirits or demons, depending on the source, are supernatural creatures. Yes. In the early pre-Islamic Arabian and later Islamic mythology and theology. Like humans, they are created with fitra, born as believers, and their surroundings then change them, since jinn are neither innately evil or innately good islam acknowledged spirits from other religions and it's not strictly an islamic concept many cultures around the world other than uh abrahamic faiths have a sense of supernatural creatures that fall within the description of the jinn so yes that's why the disney question was there in there because i feel like a lot of people who are not in kind of like the same realm i am with like having knowledge on like mythology or, or that sort of thing. When they think of a genie, the first thing that comes to mind is Aladdin, right? Or like, uh, I literally had one pop into my head and then it fled. But in pop culture. I forgot about Aladdin. I loved Aladdin as a kid. I was going to say, I was curious if you were going to say anything. Because I, I wasn't. Because I wanted to see if uh, it was inf- information that you conven- conveniently volunteered. But funny mm-hmm. enough... Aladdin is actually uh, my uh, partner's favorite Disney movie that he had growing up. So good. It was I really good. I haven't watched movie in so long. Listen, when I found out that Robin Williams voiced Genie in Aladdin, not only did my heart break, but it also really made me want to watch it again. Because like I said, like you get older and you start to appreciate these sort of things a little bit more. Right. Did you guys ever see the live action? No, oh, God, no. Yeah, I didn't I was kind of scared. I saw a trailer and I was like, mm, I don't <laughs> that know. That was my reaction. Mm. I was like, this feels odd. Yes, Same uh, with Dumbo. Yes. Many levels Lion of strange. King. I actually really liked uh, the old old Dumbo, though. I loved that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, always thinking it was so sad and cute. But anyways... We're going off on a different tangent That's fine. Today is the day of tangents because it's also a very relaxed episode for the most part. Because I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I'm not just sharing one stories or one story. I'm sharing a compilation of stories that people have shared about their experiences with gins. So... Basically, when I read the description, there was a part in there uh, that where they were saying that basically it's gone from being uh, primarily a belief within Islamic uh, culture to being translated to spirits of all cultures around the world. So basically, as uh, 
people who believe in jinn's travel there's a lot of like similarities between them and say um i guess just spiritual entities in general because they're not malicious right it's kind of like they're like a neither here nor there and they kind of like grow and change with their environments as well so they're kind of more similar similar to like a spiritual entity than they are say to a poltergeist or something that's out to cause trouble but i will say a disclaimer that does depend on the culture and it does depend uh, on a lot of different factors because again with one of the questions i asked you about tricks there are a lot of cultures that believe that one of the key markers of a jinn is that they're tricksters they're looking to prank they're looking to kind of take advantage of people in a way that's self-serving and comes off as either humorous to them or of that nature so just to clarify when we think of the genie from aladdin he's like a good guy but he also is kind of like a little bit funny a little bit here or there and that's one version but um i'm not sure if you have ever read stories about genies or jinns in other places but a lot of times in retellings there will be occasions where somebody finds one and they make a wish their wish is granted but not in the way that they wanted right so that's the yeah. other part of it, and that's where the trickster part of it comes into, which is a little bit more in line with a poltergeist, but mm-hmm. also kind of not really. Like, it, it, they're still different, but there's just similarities between those things. I think there was, like, a movie or something that I watched, maybe it was Halloween Town, where it's like, you have to be very specific when you ask for a wish and make sure you mm-hmm. use very, like, clear wording, otherwise you might not get what you actually want. Maybe it was Wizards of Waverly Place. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, there is definitely a sense of uh, talking about genies or gins in pop culture a fair bit. Um, I would say that the most recent example that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, When the Witcher came out on Netflix last November. Spoiler alert. Right. Skip ahead at least two minutes if you have not watched that show and you want to. However, I do recommend it. Um, there is one of the episodes in their collection one where one of the main characters she is looking to possess a jinn because they can grant any wish right like regardless of the rules of like nature or the rules of like all these different things in right. certain versions again also sometimes that really changes depending on but her mm-hmm. deal is that uh the person who ends up wishing their wish doesn't come true in the way that they thought so basically one guy wishes for the other guy to shut up and so what the djinn does is he rips out his voice box. So then he ends up, like, choking on his own blood and they have to go and get him into, like, medical care and try to find the djinn again to, re- like, undo it. That's what I mean, though. Like, you'll your wish is granted, not in the way that you wanted it. That's scary. Scary. Great, great <laughs> show, though. Um... <laughs> But that's just an example kind of like of, of what I mean by that, though. So that, like I said, right. the retellings kind of change because the idea of what it is changes. But for the most part, they do still have an origin or like an item that they're connected to, like a spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is how you invoke them or you summon them, like the genie and his lamp. Makes or sense. like when people buy something from Value Village and they're like, hey, there's a spirit attached to this. You see what I mean? Hey, but that's spooky. But that's what I mean. Same idea. Slightly different, though. And that's why I wanted to share some gin stories. Because it's very interesting. 
the, the diversity surrounding how people understand, say, like, spirits and ghosts versus jinns and other, like, uh, supernatural beings. But is there a crime? We gotta get to the end first, Jen. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, so... I have a few of them. I'll, they're all numbered. And I would like to say that I did get a lot of these articles from a news source that took them originally from Reddit. So I will credit the people's usernames if they're attached to the story also. So just, just so we know. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay. Number one. One time. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm telling everything from a first person perspective. Um, gotcha. So number one. One time, my mother-in-law was sitting in her bed. She looked over and saw a woman sitting in a chair next to her bed with long pointy fingers and a face with very sharp angles. She was so frustrated and annoyed with the gins, they see a lot in their house and are no longer afraid, just annoyed by them, that she reached out and grabbed the gin by its wrist. She yelled, get out, I'm tired of you, get out. It started to try to pull its wrist away and eventually tried to bite her hand because she wouldn't let go. She pulled her hand away before it bit her, and then it just vanished. And that is from, uh, oh, that's another thing too. I am so bad with pronouncing names and like usernames, but I will try my best. So this is from S- Sakina Blue on Facebook, or it started on Facebook, was moved to Reddit, and now I'm reading it out to you now. That was just like, so there's just these casual genies just like, chilling and she's just because they're supposed to be very similar to people they can physically appear and manifest right it's just that's hilarious to think of they're like oh fucking genie's back get out (laughs) i don't want your wish just leave i'm gonna have to hire an exterminator if you don't go but that's the other thing too not all gins grant wishes is the other part of it that's why they have so many similarities to spirits sometimes they just exist to be pranksters, meaning that they would be, in that case, very similar more to a poltergeist. See what I mean? What a bitch. Uh, right? Okay. Like, if you're not gonna <laughs> grant me a wish, just, like, GTFO, you know what I you're mean? You're just gonna freak me out and sit in my chairs <laughs> and then not leave. Yep, pretty much. That's my chair. If you could just politely move your butt outside, that'd be great. And then just not come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't come back. So, number two... At my boarding school, we had few cases of bullying. In one instance, a bully broke a chain on a student's neck. As soon as that happened, the girl started to speak in a male voice while her body contorted in strange positions. It said it was a djinn and had traveled from a faraway place. Meanwhile, the bully's tongue swelled and almost prevented her from breathing. Long story short, the teachers were called into the room, and apparently her, te- her parents had knew and or her parents had known and had gotten a, the chain for their daughter from a shaman to hold the gin in. And so that's Ooh. from uh, Tematope Baccarat Lawal from Facebook. That's freaky. Yes. Again, you'll notice a lot of differences, but a lot of similarities in these different stories. So in this one, uh, she required a talisman to keep the djinn in because the djinn chose to attach itself not to an item, but to her. Hmm. Weird. She was the lamp. She, I am the lamp now. She was the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. 
This happened when my grandfather was Egypt's ambassador. Oh, <laughs> what a great start. I can't fucking read. So, <laughs> so this happened when my grandfather was Egypt's amb ambassador to Spain and was living in Spain. I was two years old at the time and my mother had said she would see me standing by the staircase constantly talking to somebody. And when she would put me to bed, I would stare at the window and say, uh, tick-tock, tick-tock. Later on, my grandmother mentioned to my mom that she thinks I might be seeing spirits in the house. And when we were talking about it, my grandfather said that the TV in his room would turn on and off sporadically and sometimes could see shadows running across the balcony through the slits of the blinds. So my grandfather Ew, said that it's known it. that little children and animals can see spirits. So when they saw me talking to something, they assumed that there were spirits in the house and that at that time... I was the only one to communicate with them. I hate it. See? I know, right? I <sighs> straight up hate it. Number four. This is an old Persian story. So one day a lady goes to uh, the public bathhouse. She pays the attendant and goes inside. Once inside, she notices someone in the room with her. She looks down at their feet, but instead of feet, the person has hooves. The lady freaks out and she runs out as fast as she can. She rushes to the attendant and tells her that she saw somebody with hooves instead of feet. The attendant looks at her, lifts up her skirt and asks, like these? Plot twist. They all have I hooves. I know! They're all horse girls. I think the connotation there is demons. <laughs> no. Horse, horse girls. girls. Sure. <laughs> You know, they just pretend Our... to be a horse girl at lunchtime, and then just one day they were like, and now I have them for real. You you work at it hard enough, and it just, you wake up one day, and you got hooves. You gotta manifest that shit, you know what Oh I my mean? god, manifesting. See, that would be something if you manifested some hooves. I might start seriously looking at manifesting if I saw something like that. Right? <laughs> oh goodness, so... Number five, I grew up in an Arab household with many Arab family members, so I've heard many scary jinn stories. A family friend of mine claimed that she went to bed one night, and her whole house was a mess. By the time she woke up, her house was clean. For some reason, that freaked me out when I was little. Every night I made sure that my room was clean so that the jinns wouldn't come clean it for me. Nowadays, being a wife and a full-time college student, I could only pray that the gin would clean my house for me. And what the heck can they cook dinner to? Right? That feels and that's, like one of those... And that's from Tast. Mm -hmm. That feels like one of those stories you tell your kids so that they do the thing that you want them to do. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot. Uh, the Hooves one, that was from user Avar5. Um, but that is definitely something you tell your kids in the hope that they clean their room. <laughs> If you don't clean your room, the, the gin's gonna come clean it are coming for to get you, you. And who knows what he'll do? That might have worked exactly. on me actually as a kid, right? Like, oh, I was pretty gullible. I still shit. am. <laughs> you might tell me that today, and I'd be like, I don't want a gin in my house. Time to clean. <laughs> Especially oh. if they're gonna prank me. Oh, God. Yeah, if they're going to prank me, they better hope that they've only got one life left because I'm going to take it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I'm crazy. Okay, so number six. A few years ago, when I was on my third trimester of pregnancy, 
I would only be able to fall asleep when the dawn came. Just as I was about to fall asleep one night, I felt pressure on the end of my bed, near my feet, as if someone very heavy sat on the bed, which was weird because I don't ever hear anybody come into my room. No creaking door, no footsteps, no nothing. Just then, an eerie voice spoke straight into my mind. The language was unintelligible and disordered. I knew it wasn't human, but to my surprise, I understood what it was trying to say. My brain processed it easily, as if I had learned the language somewhere in the past. It asked me to pray my morning prayer. I was too sleepy and too scared to actually open my eyes. What if its face was suddenly right in front of my nose? So I responded in my head, communicating without actually opening my mouth to say a word. Later, please. I'm so tired. I didn't get to sleep. After I said so, the weight on my ed the end of my bed lifted. The air, which was previously heavy with a presence, became light and clear. I opened my eyes a little and saw the earliest morning gleam through my window. My door stood still. No one came in or out, and I fell back asleep. I don't like that story. Nope, and that's from user P439BF994D. Yikes, my guy. That's a big yikes. But it's weird. That's actually a very common one with spirits that they will try to make their presence known to you when you can't see them by, like, sitting on your bed with you so that you can feel the change in pressure. <sighs> that's just... It's weirdly spooky. I, like, weirdly understand and I kind of hate that I do. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. <laughs> um, it's awful. Seven. It is awful. So, so uh, number seven. So apparently in Saudi, my aunt lived in a house uh, that was always being visited by a particular jinn who used to annoy her family. Once she was laying in bed at night with her husband and she felt that something was off. And when she left the room, she found her husband watching TV on the couch. When they went back to the bedroom to confront the jinn, it just laughed and went away. So it was pretending to be her husband so that she felt comfortable yeah. having her husband in the room and it was not her husband. I know. I don't... I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. And that's from... Uh, that's... User Sash Sashaloo. That's the premise of every scary movie ever. I know. I know. And then you turn around and there's like a monster behind you and you're like, ah! You're not my husband! If you don't have it to your face... You're ugly. <laughs> You're so ugly. What happened? You're ugly as hell. And then they just leave. Go it's like, I didn't spa. come here to have my, hurt, my feelings hurt. I just came here to have a nice time and a good snuggle. And to get some tricks. I just want, I would just came for the dank tricks that I left with hurt feelings. <laughs> can you imagine though? <laughs> I can. That's what makes it funny. <sighs> so. Number eight. An excerpt. So, generations back, one of my forefathers taught Quran, the holy book, to a child from a jinn's family. The jinn child became a hafiz, memorized, or sorry, memorized the Quran by heart, and the jinn's parents appeared in front of my grandfather in return. As thanks, they offered him many different things. They were huge trays full of gold and silver that were brought uh, or whatnot, but he would not accept it. He said, I did this because I believe I will be rewarded by Allah. 
They wouldn't go. The djinn said, you have done such a big favor to our generations that we want to give you something. So after many arguments, they wouldn't go. My grandfather said, okay, then what I would ask uh, is that you have to take an oath and promise me that for my next seven generations, you would not hurt anybody or make anyone's life miserable. Hmm. And there's not a username attached to that one. But I do think it's very interesting that uh, they they had like a knowledge exchange for like a like a services thing. Yeah, that is interesting. Right? So, do any of these stories have wishes? We're getting there. Oh, I'm very excited. Yes. So, number 9. My great uncle went to visit his cousins in India. The cousins told him that since it was summertime and they would all sleep in the courtyard together. However, they told him he wasn't allowed to place his bedding in one particular corner. Apparently, a djinn slept there, and strange things happened to anyone who disturbed the corner. My great-uncle said it was nonsense, and decided to sleep there anyways, so one night he woke up on the other side of the court. He laughed at first and thought it was his cousins who were pranking him and decided to sleep there again. The following night, the same thing happened, so he left a note next to his pillow saying, Stop pranking me, I know there's no djinn. And that night he woke up, and something, uh... Or sorry, that night he said he was pushed off his bed and his bedding was thrown on the other side. A note was thrown into his lap which said, I sleep here. The scary part is is that it was dark and there was nobody else in the room. Mm. And that's from user uh, Miriam H3. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. But I mean, I kind of relate because that's how I feel like when someone's in my spot so i know i uh, when i read that i was like this is genuinely how i feel when somebody parks in my parking spot at my apartment building so i get it i do also leave notes there saying i park here which is very close (laughs) you're basically a gin but of a parking lot i'm i'm a parking lot gin i'm a i'm a a, my spiritual attachment is to my vehicle (laughs) (laughs) yeah right okay so 10 My uncle once told me about a story about a couple. The husband used to work in the forest, so he would be sent on long trips outside of the village. His wife was usually lonely, but she befriended a man. He would sit on her courtyard wall with his back facing her, so she could only see his face when he turned around to answer back. It was a sweet friendship. One evening, she asked him to come over for tea and to bring his wife along with her. Instead of getting down and using the door, he took his leg, stretched it ten feet down her wall to her side of the yard... He said, why didn't you offer me tea before? I'd love to come in and have chai with you. Ooh. So that was from user uh, Miriam H3 again. So basically that's kind of another thing as well is that uh, because they're neither good nor bad and they're kind of like mysteriously like supernatural in origin, they do a lot of these things where like say like for him to get down from the wall, he stretched his leg to be 10 feet long so he didn't have to jump or like other random stuff like it's just things that seem to be normal but then they don't read as normal and then he couldn't come over unless he was invited right right i mean maybe he's just elastigirl but also a vampire a vamp vampiric elastaman <laughs> i love it do you think yeah. he can stretch his teeth Sounds too reasonable. I mean, you'd have to think. You would have right? to think. Teeth are kind of like bones, so... A little bit? At least similar. <laughs> if you can stretch your bones, you can stretch your teeth. I mean, oh, 
That's you just n- scientific. You'd never have anything stuck in your teeth again. You'd just move them. Yeah. You just pull them apart and the fucking spinach would just fly out of there. <laughs> like a wind. You just <laughs> spit spinach everywhere all the time and be like, my teeth are rubber. You can't control me. <laughs> I love the motif. Motif or rubber. <laughs> Popcorn kernels, no problem. Be gone. gone. Fucking oh gosh. out of there, bitch. See, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, you know what? Probably not a bad idea. Where do I sign up? Right? Okay, so my friend was staying in the north of Morocco for the summer. One morning, she woke up with a big triangle of henna on her hand. She showed it to every person of her family, and they said that the only valid reason was that she was married to a jinn now. She was never lucky in love ever since, meaning that she Ooh. very likely died a widow. Oh. Or not a widow. Uh, never married, I guess. Died, never married. Died a single lady. Wah, well, not the worst well, fate, depending yeah, on how I was, you feel about I, I was going to say, I said wah-wah, and then I thought about it, I was like, well, maybe, maybe for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that was from user um, KenZak3, number 12. An excerpt. The assistant to the sheik switched the lights off, and the sheik began reciting the Quran in a very strange way. He read it backwards and then re- read parts of the verses in really, really strange ways that I've never heard before. Suddenly he said, the jinn has arrived. Make your presence known by touching every one of us sitting in this small circle. And that's when it got really scary and I felt an almost electrical current running through my leg. As it went around the circle, everyone screamed almost at the same time. After that, the sheik asked the jinn to bring back the evil curse which had been cast. The jinn disappeared and we did feel something rushing out of the window. It came back and suddenly... Uh, it dropped something quite heavy onto the chandelier. It was a huge package wrapped in nylon and covered in mud. The sheik then unwrapped it and began reading the scroll of paper, written in Arabic, but also in really strange writing. So in this case, the sheik did kind of grand wish, but in the way of not how we know it, but rather in the form of like a request, likely from whoever... like had a connection with it so in this case the sheik yeah hmm interesting right see i told you it was coming up but it's very unusual hey not quite the way we understand it yeah i mean i'd personally just be pissed that they wrecked my chandelier well they'd be like oh god there's mud up there now i gotta get a ladder (laughs) world's largest feather duster don't got time for this (laughs) no one got time for that Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yep. Best song of 2012. I know. I was going to say, I can't continue. Otherwise, I'm going to finish it because that was a really catchy song. 2014? Good year. Was that? I thought it was 2013. I thought that was 2014. Oh, you're probably right. I bet you it was 2013. It was whenever Vine was popular, which I think was 2013. I think it was 2012 or 2013 for some reason. Maybe. You're probably know. right. How I remember things is never right anyways. <laughs> so, uh, 13. Recently, my mother-in-law was helping her daughter fix up her home, and as my mother-in-law stood in the hallway, she heard somebody whisper in her ear, you think you can move and get rid of us? Guess what? We're coming too. You will never get rid of us. And nobody else heard it. Well, I also hate that. Uh-huh. 
So that's a hard no for me. That's from like, Sakina Blue on Facebook. Yes, that is a hella spooky, especially since like in my life, I've definitely been in a room before where there's nobody else and hear I've heard somebody talk in my ear. Mm, I don't like that at all. Nope. 14. My mother was visiting her parents and while she was praying in her room, she heard her mom laughing at her in the doorway. After she finished praying, she went to her mother's room and asked, why were you laughing at me earlier? My grandmother replied, I've been in bed for a few hours now. I wasn't laughing at you. My mom concluded that it was a djinn trying to distract her from her prayers. In the same house, you could hear footsteps walking through the house and you might feel somebody sit on the bed with you while you're sleeping. I was also used to have, I also used to have one in my bedroom. Every night around 3 a.m., I'd hear this old lady crying. We lived in the corner apartment on the top floor and I couldn't find out where it was coming from. I thought it was coming from under my bed and it got so bad that I had to stop sleeping in there. And that's from uh, Gabriella Ad Adbahur. I did not say that right, but that's from Facebook. <laughs> the more and more you tell me these stories, the more I'm like, well, that's just a spoopy ghost. That's what I mean. Like, uh, that's why when it comes to comparing like the gin to a lot of other cultures, people feel that they're probably interpreted around the world as the same thing, but called different names. So like gins and genies could essentially be, like I was saying earlier, just another form of a spiritual entity. Right. Or like how we understand ghosts with like there being spiritual entities, people who've passed, demons, and poltergeists. Poltergeists are like their own thing, but we can get into that one another day. So are the demons, (laughs) you're right. I feel like I talk about the devil quite a lot in most of my stories, but that's okay. It's true. We both do. We both talk about the devil. Well, you know, he's just... Often. His influence is... It's out there. He's, he's around. He's doing his shit. He's, he's like, around. Hey yeah. What's up? All right. Time to fuck um, shit up. <laughs> time to get jiggy with it. Uh, 15. In our old apartment, my oldest niece would wake up around 3 a.m. She would hear what sounded like a party going on and hear all of our voices. But when she would go into the living room, the lights would be off and nobody else would be in the room. And that was from uh, Sakina Blue on Facebook. Hmm. That's scarring, I'm sure. Yes. And now, (laughs) my last one. I know know it's been a long time coming, but... uh, Is this one a crime? It's 16. So, an excerpt. So then her brother said, what's going on? And tapped her on the shoulder. Suddenly she looks his way or yeah, looks his way and uses her hands and throws him up against the wall with extraordinary force. They call this the Huffitt's Kiran expert. He tells the girl, it's not right of you to take control of a person's body. You can't do this. And so he starts to read the Kiran and says, you need to leave the body. And the djinn didn't want to leave. He's like, I like this body. I'm not leaving. So basically, if you want to hear more conversations about Jin, um, a lot of this also came from a podcast episode uh, called See Something, Say Something. Little shout out there. Yeah, they didn't include the name of their podcast, though. So I thought that part was a little bit unusual, but just the episode title. So uh, that would be See Something, Say Something for more stories about Jin's and like, some personal stories versus, I believe, some stories from a lot of uh, retellings through different cultures. But mm-hmm. that concludes my story for today. So what was the crime? Of the devil. Sometimes. 
Also possession. Also, um... <laughs> possession is the crime? <laughs> no, listen, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna browse quickly and see if I can find a good one. Um... <laughs> Why does this happen? I'm going to go with assault. Assault is a crime. People got attacked. (laughs) People got attacked? Yeah. The lady almost got her hand bit. Yes. That's what matters. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why am I even surprised anymore? I legitimately don't know. But anyways, that last story kind of reminded me of... That episode from Avatar The Last Airbender where Katara learns to bloodbend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. A little bit. That's the thing. It's very interesting to see how pop culture kind of replicates uh, uh, history or at least stories and uh, culture a little bit. Hey. Old tales from. From from way back then. But yes. From afar. But this does bring us. To the end of this week's episode. I hope you all had a great time. I did. Um, you can I, email I'm us. I'm still shook. <laughs> I'm just shook. Oh, I know. Well, yes, I am always shooken. But you can email us at wheelofcrime at gmail.com. Um, sorry. Jen's just, just, just like silently laughing and looking just shocked. I'm just sitting here end. like, we're not going to talk about what just happened there? Like... Feel like I, I got nothing else to say. I, I stretched the rules of our podcast a little bit. There was assault, though, and that is a crime. Oh my god, you had to like fucking. You had the ten foot stretchy leg for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really did. Um, you could also follow us on social media, which is at Wheel of Crime for Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, uh, when we do our TikTok thing, uh, we will also be available probably Wheel of Crime uh, as our handle for that as well. Uh, We will have to see. And I believe that's about it. Also, please check out our Patreon. You could always become one of our subscribers along with our, our lovely number one subscriber who signed up not that long ago. And I think that's pretty much it. Uh, What can people listen to us on? Special thank you to Andrew, our Patreon, but you can listen to this podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. We are now available on Amazon Music and Audible. Okay, perfect. Well, this is Emily signing off till next week. This is Jen. I guess we're done here. I'll see y- y'all later. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm still like, whoa, man, that was a ride. All right. Bye.